North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you beautiful ones out there. This is Dr. Low Radio. You're tuning in to another episode. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel. So great to be back on the air. This is week two of kind of the new round of, of, uh, of episodes, and we're continuing the fertility conversation. Last week, we had Stephanie Granke on from Rock Your Hormones, and this week, we have the lovely Krista Arecchio from The Whole Journey, and she is a new author. I'm so excited for this. I feel so honored that she's my good friend, and she's got a book out. I have it in my hand right now, and it is an awesome one. So really excited to dive into this show in just a few minutes. A little bit about Krista. She is a clinical and holistic nutritionist. She focuses on the healing of, of the, getting to the root cause by using food as medicine. We really have a very similar philosophy when it comes to this. It's all about what you eat. It's really foundational. And even with something like fertility, it's still focusing on that, focusing on the root cause. She has 10 years of private practice experience. She's my neighbor here in North County, San Diego, and I get to hang out with her at least once a month for dinner. So really fun to be able to hang out with her on the airwaves. Um, also, if you guys haven't gotten the free uh, ebook on my website, drlaurennoel.com, go ahead and check that out. That's my Wired But Tired guide, how to set up your day so you have energy throughout the day. So definitely check that out. Also, a little plug up about my practice. If, you haven't, if you're not familiar with my practice, I work at Shine Natural Medicine. It's my clinic here in Solana Beach. And I work with patients locally in San Diego and all over the country. So check us out at shinenaturalmedicine.com for more information. But let's dive into the show. Krista's new book is called How to Conceive Naturally and Have a Healthy Pregnancy After 30. I love that she's talking about this demographic because I think when it comes to fertility awareness, people get kind of freaked out when it gets into 30s and 40s. And she's here to really dispel a lot of myths really give some empowering information of how to optimize your fertility and have a stress-free pregnancy. So let's jump into the show. Chris, it's so good to have you here. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you. I'm so excited to hang out with you on the airwaves, my friend. Usually it's in oh, person. Yeah. Which is very different. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. We could probably do this in person, but I don't know how to do that yet. I feel like I, I'm so used to doing calls, you know? So whatever. We'll just keep it keep it on the airwaves. All good. <laughs> How's it going to being a new author? What's that like? Yeah, it's exciting. Well, you know, I've authored cookbooks before, but um, this is definitely, you know, a pun intended, a labor of love because it, it took us really a couple of years <laughs> to get this puppy out nights and weekends and the changing research. And, and it's totally. exciting. You get to reach, yeah. like, people. And we're number one right now in pregnancy and childbirth on Amazon. Oh, my which is, gosh. Like, thing to know that people are reading and getting this information and hopefully using it to alleviate, like you said, Lauren, the fear and the anxiety around having kids in your late 30s and early 40s. I know. I just, it's like fear is instilled so much in the typical doctor's office when you go for any kind of fertility workup. It's like, I remember (laughs) I went to a, a hormone lecture years ago and uh, I had raised my hand and asked some questions about, 
you know, fertility stuff and the woman teaching it, I won't say who it is because she's been a previous guest on my show, but she has a lot of opinions. And I remember telling her what age I was. And she said that at this point, I'm having a geriatric pregnancy. And I wasn't pregnant at the time. I was just asking a question about fertility and showed how old I was. I think I was 29 at the time. Now I'm 34, nowhere near closer to having any babies. I mean, I'm single and I'm a busy working woman. At some point, I would love to do this. So this, this book really spoke to me. But even at that time, I was called geriatric pregnancy. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. It's really that we, that's, we have to change the nomenclature stat because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's either geriatric pregnancy or advanced maternal age. Um, right. And they put you in a risk category, but you can have just as healthy of a pregnancy in your late 30s and early 40s as you can in your 20s. And a lot of people, we learn how to eat differently and how to take care of our bodies a bit later because we've had a health challenge, and then it's a game changer and it's healthier from there. Yeah. Why did why did you even dive into this area? Was this something you were seeing with your clients and, and saw that this was a, a big demographic that was coming in to see you? Is this just something you're passionate about? Why why fertility? Yeah, I never had any intentions, to be honest, to get into fertility. Um, but it's the it's a bench that my practice took. You know, I really yeah. have worked in all manner of, of health and then I started getting women coming to me in their in their late thirties early 40s, they couldn't get pregnant, and they had really been everywhere, to all the naturopathic doctors, to all the functional medicine doctors, you know, you name mm-hmm. it, and they weren't getting results, and I was like, well, I really don't have a lot of experience with this, but I believe if you give the body what it needs, and you take away what ails it, it'll heal itself, and, you know, one thing led to another, and they all started getting pregnant, so right. and I said, wow, I have to document this process. Yeah. I know it's really exciting when that happens. I it's it's a similar experience with my practice too. I never expected to specialize in fertility. I was like, oh, I'm going to do thyroid and autoimmune and gut. Well, it just so happens when you fix those things, fertility skyrockets. And a lot of my patients were getting pregnant. And I'm like, maybe I should really focus more on this fertility thing. So, I mean, I had a patient at 46 get have her first pregnancy. She wasn't even trying to get pregnant. And then another patient who hadn't had a period in, in in years, and she got pregnant, and she didn't even she found out she was pregnant when she was getting an ultrasound because her doctor thought maybe she had some sort of tumor in her ovaries, and she turned out she was actually pregnant. So it's like oh. it's just amazing what happens when you let the body do its job and you let it heal. So yeah, that's why I've told you're this. exactly this so right. Cool. It's like you don't have to right? specialize in pregnancy; you just help people get healthy. Yeah, I know. And people it's just so jump to the craziest hoops. And it's so often, too, that patients are going and getting IVF, IUI, and they're not addressing some of these foundational things like gut health, adrenals, thyroid, nutrient deficiencies, all the things that you talk about in your book. And I focus a lot, a lot in my practice. So let's let's dive into this a little bit closer. So first off, why after 30? Why is this something you wanted to write about? And how much is it is it really an issue about fertility declining into the 30s and 40s? You know, I mean, obviously it's something to think about in your 40s, but in your in your early 30s, we're kind of talking after 35. Um, mm-hmm. But but it really doesn't decline all that much. Like, and if you really kind of flip the statistics, which we've done because we want to assuage fear in our book, and women in their 30s have a 75 to 80 percent chance of getting pregnant within one year. So mm-hmm. I don't want women in their 30s to think, oh, now I'm old. It was really the the title was to help give people more hope, right? Yeah. And then women in their 40s, they have a 65% chance of getting pregnant within one year. 
So, you know, I had a story too, Lauren, just like your your 46-year-old patient. I had a 45-year-old client email me like two weeks ago, and she wasn't even trying to get pregnant. And she was like, I can't believe I'm pregnant, but I've been doing, you know, gut thrive and rejuvenating the microbiome. And one thing leads mm. to another, you just you don't think about it anymore. So yeah. the odds really are in your favor. Yeah, for sure. And then I know a lot of the fears people have about birth defects and is this something they need to be looking into? Where Do you guys talk about this much in your book and how much of this do you feel like is worth going down that road? I mean, it's it's hard to do a yeah. blanket statement, but that's a big fear issue for, for women as they get older. Yeah, and there's actually a lot of studies like in our book, I don't know if you've come across them yet, that there's a lot of other there's a lot of chances to have lower birth defects and it's it's actually really interesting and it, and it all depends on preparation so you know we break pregnancy into five trimesters and the first mm-hmm. trimester is preconception and that goes for dad too he's not getting off the hook it's what <laughs> you do those 12 weeks before you conceive that de- develops the quality of the egg and the quality of the sperm and it's the same thing as if you were to till soil before you planted seeds you know, mm-hmm. that seed is going to take much better and be nourished and grow in a completely different way. And, you know, when you're talking about birth defects and things like that, we can jump into the epigenetics conversation where mm-hmm. what you do and when you can really get in harmony with your gut bacteria and the bacteria in the rest of your body, then you can harness the power to turn off the switch for disease. And you're basically giving a completely different and better genetic code to your baby. It's like it's really just so fascinating. It's not even just for your child, but it's for future generations. You know, you're kind of changing the lineage with how well you take care of yourself before you conceive. Mm, I love that. It's that's powerful so empowering. Stuff. You know, we have yeah. so much power, and that's, you know, if there's one thing that the book does, it's to, to give the power back to the woman, back to the individual, and, and not to let our emotions really get pulled by, every, you know, all of the doctors and, and all of the fear out there. Yeah. And I'm not against IVF and IUI. You know, I really have to say that. And that was my very first case, which was probably my toughest case. And she was 42 and had been through six rounds of unsuccessful IVF for six years in a row. And she was like, this is my last try. And she had the worst case of candida and heavy metal toxicity. And she didn't know that she was breathing in mold from her front-loading washing machine. I mean, all of these kinds of things. Like, this was a really interesting case. And I said, okay, you know, let's give it, let's give it our all. And, you know, we had to do a lot of pancreatic work. And one thing led to another. Within four months, she had a, a successful IVF and had her first child at 43. She just had her second one via IVF at 46. But she understands this is the beauty in the marriage of, you know, natural the natural way and the Western medicine approach. And if we can build that bridge really responsibly, then we can really team up for greater efficacy. I love that. Yeah, it's not one or the other. It's like IVF or natural. If you if you decide to go the IVF route, there's ways you can really help to boost your overall immunity. You can boost your adrenal function, your gut health, your thyroid health to where you can handle the IVF so much better, right? Yeah, you can. I mean, you can, you can increase your chances of IVF actually being successful by up to 25% mm-hmm. based upon how well you take care of yourself. Yeah, that's a big statistic. When and you're, you're going to spend really, all that money, yeah. right? All that money, right. time shots and the emotional endeavor that it takes to go through that for both parties it's like Mm -hmm. it's good to just prep for it yeah for sure what are the rest of the trimester or the i guess five (laughs) mesters 
Yeah, five musters. I like that. So, yeah, so preconception is um, really super important. And then we have the regular, you know, one, two, and three are in the middle. And we go through our book. And so basically for each trimester you need to eat differently because different organs and glands and things like that are forming. And you want to eat to help the baby form to the best of their ability and not get nutritional depletion in mom so she can bounce back quicker at the end of the pregnancy and feel during it. And, and the last trimester is postpartum, which is really important. I'm sure you get patients coming to you, they say, I had a baby eight years ago, and I've never felt the same since. All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the trimesters. And, you know, we're really prepping and really focusing on the thyroid, the adrenals, the gut microbiome, and, like, really giving the power back to the body of enhancing the immune system in, in the preconception, the first trimester. And then mm-hmm. we're really moving to high protein and salt and right amount of fiber as we go into the first trimester. Mm-hmm. And in the second trimester, that's when you really want to focus on when the bones are forming. You're increasing your magnesium. You're increasing your vitamin D. You're increasing your calcium. You're moving into higher fat foods in the third trimester as, you know, blood volume is doubling and the body weight is doubling. And you see kind of take it along that way. And then we also have homeopathic remedies for each week of pregnancy based upon these pregnancy body follies. So you don't have to use over-the-counters and you don't have to suffer because so many women, they're so afraid to put anything in their bodies when they're pregnant, right? They're like, I'm not sure if this, this is okay. And so homeopathy is just a wonderful tool that you can use to not be concerned about that. I love that. And in your book, you team up with Willow Buckley, right? And she's she's had a lot of experience with homeopathy. Yeah, Willow's a dear friend, and she's a really gifted classical homeopath, and she's also a labor doula. And, you know, at the time I was getting all of these clients when they were getting pregnant, Willow and her husband were getting ready to have their first child, and they were doing a six-month preconception cleanse. And they were, like, came over to dinner. It was their last night, like, having cocktails (laughs) before their preconception cleanse. And we started talking through all this, and we're like, oh, there's nothing out there that really pulls it all together that's like your total trusted handbook. And we decided to write it. We didn't know what we were getting into. You know, four years later, (laughs) the book is born, (laughs) and two kids later tested it out on her children, and she had two kids while we were writing the book. Whoa, that's awesome. (laughs) So she she was able to come from a whole different perspective as someone who really understood what, what this all feels like. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to. And, and you know, she, she did a lot of their writing for the postpartum chapter. And, you know, we go, the book is super scientific, but it's easy to digest. You know, we go through, okay, which labs did you, should you run? Like, how should you look for MTHFR and genetic mutations and all those kinds of things. So we've got that part, but we always incorporate the mental emotional approach because it's so important and she really talks about that in postpartum of really changing yourself energetically to prepare to receive and not try to do it all on your own and the concept that it takes a village and we give really practical you know action steps that have worked well for our clients so that they can then really enjoy those first three months after baby's born and feel supported Mm-hmm. I love that what about what are some things that you find are real common depleters of fertility? So for women who are having a harder time getting pregnant, what are what are some of the, the things you've seen in your experience that are really affecting their fertility in a negative way? 
Um, well, genetically modified corn might be the worst offender. I mean, mm. there's a lot that are, like, they're jockeying for number one, but, you know, rats that are fed a GMO corn diet and they're consuming it every day, they consistently, you know, lose their ability to reproduce, and within three generations, they don't have an ability to reproduce. And so Crazy. you're significantly changing your gut bacteria and confusing your body and creating toxicity, which is not a safe environment to conceive a child. So, you know, we, we make sure that we're getting, and we have meal plants, we make sure we're getting GMOs out of the diet. You know, soy, just one serving of it can knock the thyroid down by 7%. So we've got to get soy out of the diet because, you know, we've got to get our ladies ovulating. And um, obviously the, the big trigger is sugar. You know, we're no fun. We get rid of caffeine. We get rid of alcohol. <laughs> but we get a lot of, like, replacements for things, um, you know, that are really delicious and you don't miss them as much. And it's yeah. worth it because you're creating a human. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth the, the time and effort you put into it. And you're going to feel better. Yeah. Oh, so much what better. What about the, so you say genetically modified corn. So for people listening, is, is like you go to just a typical Mexican restaurant, you're getting chips and salsa. Is that probably genetically modified? Yeah, most of the time it's going to be genetically modified. I mean, unless you ask and if, they're, if they actually know to tell you, you know, Mexico outlawed GMO corn a couple of years ago, but uh, GMO corn runs rampant in the U.S. And so I would be really shocked if they weren't getting if they weren't getting it and making it because it's the cheapest. And right, restaurants yeah. are in the business of making money, not necessarily nourishing people. So you have to know that it's organic corn, and um, it's tough, especially around here. Right, every restaurant has as uh, tacos and chips. And you go out and yep. you think, oh, that's the healthier option. I'm having chips and guacamole. But, I mean, if I could caution you to bring your own chips, I would. So, so looking for the word organic is going to make it make it non-GMO, correct? It'll guarantee yeah, that it's not. Yeah, as standards say now, if it's organic, it's non-GMO. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, tying into thyroid, you, you mentioned how soy can affect the thyroid. How much of a, of a connection does thyroid have with fertility, especially you know after thirty, thirty-five, forty? How does this play a role? It's absolutely huge, and I know that you know the adrenal glands and the thyroid are a team. And a lot of times, especially, I mean, you think about the 30s, especially if you're a career-driven woman, you know, you're t- you may, some people are taking care of their parents, you, you just have so much going on and kind of at the peak of responsibility and a lot of times the peak of stress. And so with the adrenals, when they can start to be stressed, the thyroid's going to kick in and then the thyroid eventually gets tired of kicking in and it's low. So almost everybody could use a little boost, a little nourishment to their thyroid, but we have really rampant hypothyroid in the U.S. that's actually an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And so that's where this starts to get really tricky. And most of the time that starts in either the adrenals or it starts in the gut. And so if your thyroid isn't functioning properly, your thyroid controls ovulation. You're not going to be able to get pregnant if you're not ovulating and you're not releasing the egg and you can't time your ovulation and really know when your fertile times are. 
So it's pretty much king. And we give, you know, basal temperature tests that you can do five times a day. These lots of DIY tests in the book. And then obviously we talk about the ovulation kits so that you can really start to map your progress because we all need to see results when we're making these lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so for you guys listening, if you're going to do a, a fertility workup with your doctor, you want to make sure they test for Hashimoto's because 80% of the time, if you have an underactive thyroid, it's actually Hashimoto's related, and it's not mm. oftentimes found. I mean, I've had patients come through my door. We finally do the full thyroid panel. You know, their new patients coming in, and they've they've had this condition for probably 10 plus years and never had it diagnosed, and it's treated differently than just low thyroid. And it's not usually tested for in conventional medicine because the treatment doesn't really differ. You just either on medication or you just wait until the therapy becomes so damaged that they look at other interventions. But from a naturopathic or holistic perspective, it's treated very differently. As Krista said, it starts in the gut. So it starts with leaky gut. And there's some sort of trigger that can throw off the immune system to where it attacks your own thyroid and has a real big impact on fertility. So it's huge. And I'm sure so many women who are going and getting invasive procedures for for conception, um, I mean, I'm sure many of them have have even Hashimoto's or other conditions that if that's addressed, so much of that would be just taken care of. 100%. So here we are. That's that mainstream model. We're tricking and forcing the body like it's not smart enough to do what you want it to do, right? And instead of just saying, like looking at these correct lab markers and then healing what's going on, it's just like getting to that root cause is so important. So for you guys listening, that's like going to be TPO. That's it. when you're going to ask your medical doctor. You want to look at thyroid peroxidase. You want to see if you're building antibodies. It's the first antibody marker that you want to look at to see what's happening with your thyroid and if you really need to take care of your immune system. And a lot of times it's driven by virus, you know, and a, a virus in the gut or a parasite or something like that, that when you remove the trigger, you heal the gut, you strengthen the system, and then all of a sudden these antibodies are low or they're reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very doable. For you guys listening, there's a I just remembered I gave a lecture on this topic actually three years ago at a at the acupuncture school here in San Diego. If you guys just go to YouTube and just type in hypothyroidism and conception with Dr. Lauren Noel, you'll see I did a lecture for it's a twenty minute lecture all about the thyroid and fertility. So get a lot more juicy information on that. Um, and, of course, you want to get Krista's book because you guys go way into into depth on this topic. Um, cool. What would be, um, for women who are listening who are younger, maybe teens or 20s, what, what are some things that they can do to preserve their fertility? I mean, they could just take care of their bodies now and don't don't take your youth for granted, so to speak. And if you can really start to learn the natural way, everything that you teach, right, you crowd out the other stuff. And so just know that really everything that goes into your body matters. Every round of antibiotics will adversely affect your health. I'm not anti-antibiotics. They have saved a lot of lives, but we use them way too much. Um, and so really kind of learning these natural methods and getting in, in tune with your with your own rhythm is going to be really important. Yeah, for sure. What about if the issue is a fertility issue, you know? Let's say a woman's just burning the candle at both ends and she's tired when she comes home. She'd rather take a nap than have sex. And that's more that's more affecting yeah. her fertility because she just doesn't want to want to have sex. Um, any anything in that area that you can offer that can help to boost fertility and kind of get them get them in that mood? 
Yeah, well, I mean, clinically, <laughs> royal <laughs> jelly is awesome, amazing. I mean, I have had so much success with really high-quality royal jellies. It contains just so many amino acids and nucleic acids and so much of the things that really good quality healthy hormones are made from. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be really important. If it's a chicken or egg issue, right, yes, you want to take care of your adrenals and take adaptogens like rhodiola, have enough B vitamins, be, you know, have enough panathenic acid, take extra vitamin C. You know, when you're burning the candle at both ends, you need super nutrition support. And that's mm-hmm. where in the book we recommend things like raw milk. And, you know, I'm a big fan of superfoods. A lot of times maca can really help. So clinically, yeah, if you're really working hard, you need to supplement much extra and take care of yourself. Your diet is more important, unfortunately. When we're burning the candle at both ends and convenience is king, we tend to do the opposite for whatever we can find, and it's really hard to get that super self-care in. So you you really have to think, I mean, what is a child going to do to your life, right? You have to create space for this child, and if you're tired now, and I have had this talk with a lot of women, and I think when the time comes, I'm going to need to have it with myself (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you have to slow down and really really create that space, not only for a child but for that balance and create an environment a child would want to come into, right, instead of going a 1,000 miles an hour. Yes, 100%. I actually didn't mention to people listening, I think we'll have a higher number of uh, live listeners since we emailed out on this, and we're starting to email our list, so getting on board with that. Um, For you guys listening, if you want to ask a live question, we have a few minutes here at the end of the show where we can um, bring you on the air, and then the number to call in is 818-495-6919, 818-495-6919. And if you're already on the switchboard, if you want to ask a question, go ahead and press 1, and we can bring you on for a brief question. Um, good stuff, Chris. I love this stuff. It's so fun. Uh, let's talk about nutrition. We love food as medicine. This is something we both totally love to geek out on together. And um, I'd love to know a couple things. One, I want to put you on the spot and ask you what you ate today because I know that you're all about optimizing fertility because a healthy body is a fertile body. And, um, and you know, if, if today wasn't the ideal day in the life of, then I, I'd be open to hearing what would be like a, a typical day of, a, you know, of meals that would be fertility-boosting kinds of foods. So maybe someone who's not pregnant who wants to optimize fertility, what would be some, you know, kind of a, a typical day of what they could eat? Okay, all right. I like you put me on the spot on a good day, <laughs> i got to tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ate at your favorite place, the Good Anya Cafe for lunch. Oh, yeah. So, um Yeah, well, you want to eat first thing in the morning. You know, a lot of people aren't very hungry first thing in the morning. And when that happens to me, I make my adrenal creamsicle, which I had today, and um, it's delicious. Have I ever told you about it before? I don't think so. Oh, people Uh. love it. It's a game changer for if you're adrenally fatigued. So first thing in the morning, it's eight ounces of cold-pressed orange juice, and it's two to three tablespoons of raw cream, two tablespoons of collagen, and as much Himalayan pink salt as you can stand. So I drink that first thing in the morning, especially when I'm really kind of burning my candle at both ends. And Uh that is the perfect blend of protein, carb, and fat to shut off the stress response and to feed the thyroid. So you shut off the adrenals going crazy with the high cortisol in the morning, right? And then you feed the thyroid, and it's amazing. It really tastes amazing, and it works well, and you got to try it. 
So, I, well, I guess I'm a little, uh, you know, I didn't do so great today. I had two of those before lunch. Normally you <laughs> want to follow that up two hours later with, like, a proper meal. I had a cup yeah. of coffee. Um, after that, never have your coffee alone. That's a cardinal rule for everything. <laughs> have mm-hmm. your coffee. Make sure you have something to eat before you drink your coffee. Otherwise, you're going to drive cortisol up and you'll get a crash later. What about for the, for the bulletproofers? Can people just do bulletproof, or do you think they should have some food, you know, instead? Yeah, okay, here, that's a good question. If you do bulletproof coffee, then you should add the two tablespoons of collagen to it, so you're adding some protein first thing in the morning, and have mm-hmm. a piece of fruit so you can get your carbs, or put, like, a tablespoon of raw honey in it so you get enough carbs. You're trying to get that protein, fat, carb, versus just fat. Got it. When it's Perfect. your own game, and... Then for lunch, I had at the Good Anya Cafe, I had organic corn chowder that was made with cashews instead of cream and a coconut wrap with uh, turkey and greens and eggs. So um, that would be great, a great fertility boosting food. And I'll probably do Pete's Paleo for dinner. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> cool. Yeah, you want right? You want to make sure that. That you're just you're eating enough, you're keeping your blood sugar balanced. If you're keeping your blood sugar balanced, and you're keeping a lot of your hormones balanced, and making sure that that you're getting fed, and you have that protein, that high quality, you know, gluten free carb, something in there, and that could be anything from a sweet potato to a plantain, something that's a complex carb is going to be better than a simple carb. Yeah, so your high-quality pasture-raised protein and a really good fat. And then, you know, salt is amazing for the hormones. It's amazing for so many different things. And and sodium, you know, gets a bad rap, especially in pregnancy, but that's the iodized salt. But this is pretty amazing. I mean, amniotic fluid is basically made of salt and water. And the more you strengthen the amniotic fluid, the the stronger the baby's going to be. And baby, now we know, we used to think baby got their gut bacteria, you know, from being delivered vaginally. But now we know it's getting it from the placenta and from how well mom takes care of herself. So it's mm. important to build your child's gut health. You know, mm. well, I, did, well, I, don't, I didn't know that, Krista. You just taught yeah. me something. I love when I learn something on my show. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's so fun, like, right, to learn new things. It's like yeah. to speak out on them. I love it, too. Well, I'm all about the brain candy. Cool. Well, I love your – I'm jealous of your day. My day was, was decent, but I really – I love that. And I'm going to try the, the adrenal creamsicle. So you said it's the – it's eight, eight ounces cold-pressed orange juice, two to three tablespoons of cream, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and then the Himalayan sea salt. What was the other ingredient? Collagen. Pasture-raised collagen, at least two tablespoons, and you're getting 12 grams of protein. Okay. I'm making that tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you just It's a good snack. Or, you know, for those people who are, you, you said you have a book, Tired But Wired, right? It's a great mm-hmm. thing to drink when you wake up in the middle of the night with your heart pounding or between 1 and 4 a.m. because that's exactly what you want to do. You're, you're in metabolic chaos at that point. Yeah. What you want to do yeah. In a calm and soothe the system. You are safe. It's okay. Here's what you need to shut off the stress response and feed the thyroid to go back to sleep. Mm, awesome. Do you guys talk about uh, essential oils at all? Yeah, I like essential oils. I don't have as much experience with them of, you know, really feeling the power of them working like like food would. But I'm a I'm a strong believer and I use them. Put them in the back. Do you guys talk about them in your book at all? I haven't looked through in full detail just yet. No, we don't talk about them in our book because neither one of us is really an expert with with essential oils. 
Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, what about post-survival? Postpartum survival. Any game changers? For that? Yeah, well, encapsulating your placenta, especially if you're a little bit older, is a total game changer. I've had clients be like, I cannot believe I didn't do this with my first pregnancy. I And I, you know, I feel so much better, so much quicker. Because you're basically then taking your entire, your own hormonal code and everything that your body needs to nourish and replenish itself, like right back in your body. So um, I'm a huge fan of placenta encapsulation. Willow encapsulates placentas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, it's so uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's where we learned about it. So uh, we've had a couple of weird science nights where we've encapsulated them together. <laughs> no way. Uh, I mean, it's, kind of, it's crazy and it's fascinating, <laughs> but it's really animals consume their placenta. It's really the most natural thing. And it doesn't have to feel like cannibalistic, right, because you're just taking it in pill form. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it connects you with your body too. Yeah. Yeah, there's something really, I think kind of spiritual about it. There is. It's almost like you're taking care of yourself and you're being all that you need. If you mm-hmm. took care of yourself throughout pregnancy and then that is that's your medicine. That's your perfect medicine exactly for you to go ahead and, and replenish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. And the Kardashians are doing it. So. Uh, well, then, therefore, it is like the Holy Grail. We all need to do it. <laughs> exactly, we should do it. So I have a question on Facebook about the health of the man. So how can a man increase his fertility, and, and what can it do for that? Yeah, yeah, we've got a whole chapter committed to um, building super sperm. You know, he's got to, I love using maca to boost fertility. And, you know, there's 13 different phenotypes or colors of maca. And the yellow one is really helpful for women to boost their fertility. And for males, the black one is really helpful to boost fertility. And then they're also on the royal jelly. And I have them on, everybody is on methylated bees. And they're taking some powerful antioxidants to improve their mitochondria which is like the powerhouse of the cell, which is going to make the sperm uh, have nice, strong swimmers and mm-hmm. uh, more sperm and better tails. And so they're, they're not getting off the hook really with their diet and their lifestyle. And they're on a supplement plan. We really teach uh, women and men how to customize a supplement plan based upon their current level of health and where they need to go. And they take a quiz and an assessment in the beginning of the book to find, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I need to go. This is my roadmap. And so it's it's really important. Women put a lot of pressure on themselves that they have to do it all by themselves themselves. Mm-hmm. But the body of the sperm is huge. Like this is this is dad's time to shine, you know, build that super <laughs> sperm. <laughs> Give those sperm some capes. You gotta make those superpowers. <laughs> well the question was yeah, the question was asked by a man, so he, he's being very responsible to find out how he can boost his fertility, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, love it. Mm-hmm. Well, i got to say, my, my patients who come in when it's the husband and wife together, I love when that happens, because their chances of conceiving is so much better when they just come together as a team. I, I love that you I guys. Can, I could things. not agree more. It's so much harder when the woman has to do it by herself, and the guy's like, ah, gluten, whatever. It's not that bad for you, you know that right. that type of thing because you feel alone. But it's also when you think about 
work, you're creating a child, it should be in a perfect world out of the love that you have for each other, right? And you want to then create a new entity. And it's instead of baby chasing, so to speak, it's, it's a totally different way to bring a new life into this world. And being a team is a form of love and support. And I think mm-hmm. just energetically, it helps it happen much quicker and better. Yeah, 100%. Oh, Krista, I love that you wrote this book. Any Anything else, any other, you know, parting words, anything you'd love to talk about? I think we kind of flew through it pretty fast and so much fun to talk to you. I could be on the air for a long much longer. Oh, but. I mean, yeah, we could. There's, it's so it's so complicated. I I, I think reading the book is is your best bet, and it, it's yeah. really it's really digestible chunks, and you know you can take it as fast or as slow as you want. And so, I guess mm-hmm. that would be my advice: is really take it at your own pace, and just don't identify with the fear, and just just keep moving forward, you know, one day at a time. What did you do today to improve your health and your lifestyle instead of trying to do everything all at once? Mm-hmm. And people can follow you and what you're doing at thewholejourney.com, right? Yep, thewholejourney.com, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And anything else have, on the horizon? Um, we have um, our Gut Thrive in 5 program, which helps, rejuvenate the microbiome and the immune system from a genetic perspective in the gentlest way. That's kind of been my baby and brainchild and um, just so exciting um, to to have this and to have this philosophy. So that is getting ready to, to open up and that'll be available for any time enrollment. And so we're really excited about that because you know as well as I do, Dr. Lowe, that digestion is the cornerstone of your health. Well, I think for anyone listening who wants to boost fertility, this is the the one program to do because it all starts in the gut. Your hormones, blood sugar balance, adrenals, immune system, everything. This is like it's the center of the universe for that. So that's if you really want to boost your fertility, I think it's the one program to do. So, yeah. you know, it's like it's kind of pressing the reset on your whole body to do that. Exactly. And a great yeah. thing to do with your partner to then create this new lifestyle. Like that is your 12-week preconception cleanse and boost, and then you roll right into your, you know, preconception supplements. And we mm. have so many success stories. We've already had 3,500 people go through this program, and so many people go through it before getting pregnant, and they just pour in like, oh, my gosh, you know, it happened within the first month. And that's what we're looking for is just respect the body, and then, you know, it will respect you back. Oh, yay. I love it. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence, Krista. I just want to acknowledge you for the work you're doing. You're kicking butt and getting people pregnant at the same time. So (laughs) thanks for all the work you're doing. And thank you. And we'll we'll catch up real soon. Have an awesome night, Krista. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. So much fun hanging with this girl. I love her. Go over to thewholejourney.com. You can follow up on what Chris is up to and definitely pick up how to conceive naturally and have a healthy pregnancy after 30. Enjoy your night, you guys. Go have fun, and we'll check you guys next week. Take care. Bye.
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.